Are you ready to change your life? Are you ready to climb your ladder? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the High Hopes Initiative Podcast. All right, all right, all right. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Ian, and thank you so much for joining me. If you haven't done so already, please click that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And if I missed anything, I apologize because there's a lot out there. Please, if you like what you're hearing, hit that subscribe button, and I'd love for you to leave a review, any sort of review. Not coaxing you to leave a five-star review if this podcast stinks. Let me know about it in the feedback. I haven't gotten any feedback as of the date of recording of this episode, so I'd love to hear something. But uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for checking me out, and today's topic is confidence. And, you know, the podcast is about leadership and personal development, setting goals, becoming better leaders. So why is confidence a topic of discussion today? Well, I can tell you from personal experience and from what I've seen, what I know other people have seen, a true, good, effective leader is one who is confident. And there's a big difference between confidence and being arrogant and full of oneself. So uh, I just want to talk about what about self-confidence and why it's important and why on my journey of being not self-confident or the opposite being insecure, I guess you could say, that I've really gone to the next level personally that I've been able to not care what other people think about me so much and become confident in my abilities and myself. So confidence, the definition of confidence is the certainty of handling something, whether, uh, you know, which course of action is the best when you're making a decision, which course of action is the most effective, or being certain about having a degree of certainty in a prediction that a later event is going to happen. So, so just think about this. If you're very well-versed or have a lot of experience in something, um, maybe you work somewhere where you see the same sorts of events happening on similar timelines over and over again with the variables maybe just a little different most of the time, you can probably predict with a high degree of confidence what's going to happen each time. You don't know 100%. You're not a, a soothsayer where you can see the future, but just your personal experience gives you the confidence to make educated predictions about what's going to happen. And, and the same with your abilities. If you've done something a hundred times, you've learned through trial and error, you've truly looked at your mistakes and capitalized and, and made them better, maybe the hundred and first time you go into that similar situation, you're going to feel better about it. You're going to be more confident because you've learned from your past experiences. You have this whole bank of past experiences that you've learned from. So really the when you get in this situation, there's only so many things can happen, and you've seen by your experience through other examples what can happen, and you're well prepared for it. Uh, so that really covers the the definition of confidence, and I just want to talk about the opposite of confidence. So if you're unconfident about something, I, I think I used the term earlier, you are insecure, and just like insecure, you know, those two compound words there, in usually means without, and secure, you know, security or confidence or are being certain. So you're not certain about something. You're anxious about something. Uh, you're liable to give way and break is another definition. So being insecure you in yourself, you don't 
really trust your abilities. Trust is probably a good word. Having trust, or in this case, not having trust in yourself or your abilities, and you're more likely to to hesitate when at times it comes time to make a decision. So, uh, so we've talked about confidence and insecurity. So, why, like, why are people insecure? I mean, there's a whole plethora of reasons and. If all you all you guys listening to this probably have your own, but I mean, just a couple that that come to my head are, you know, you could be insecure based on recent failures. Uh, you know, maybe you've done something a hundred times, and the last ten times it hasn't really gone well. You, you kind of bombed. Uh, in a previous episode, I talk about interviews. Maybe the, you've had ten interviews and and haven't gotten any callbacks for a second round of interviews. So. You're feeling insecure about yourself based on your recent failure or rejection. Um, Another big one is the fear of being evaluated by others and what others think of you. So how I feel about this is you should not care about what probably 95% of people think about you. And why 95%? Why why 95%? Why not 100%? Well, you should care what a small group of people think about you. If you're working, that should be your direct supervisor. You you really should care what he or she thinks about you if you're taking your job and your role seriously and looking to progress throughout your career. Because that person has a large, large hand in your future with that company. So if your boss thinks you're a dirtbag, you're probably not going to progress in the company. That's just how it is. I mean, you could be the best person in the world. You could be you know, like sheltering homeless people, running a homeless shelter, working in a soup kitchen outside of work. But if your boss sees you as a dirt bag or does not have a high opinion of you, you're not going to progress in that company. So uh, that, that's one person who you should care um, about what he or she thinks about you and your family. I, I would say you want your family to think highly of you. Sounds like a no brainer, right? Um, I mean, these are people that you love. They love you. And to have a successful family dynamic, you all need to respect each other and and think highly of each other. So, again, two people: yeah, those who are your bosses or you know have some sort of influence in your career, and your immediate family. Just two that came to mind. I have like super limited notes for this episode, so I just wanted to kind of speak from the heart and the mind here. I'm sure there's a lot of other people, and if you can think of other people who you should really care what they think about you, I'd love to hear about it. So. Hit me up on LinkedIn or uh, on the website. Send a, uh, you know, reach out through the contact me, contact us button on the website. I'd love to hear if I missed something because I'm sure I am. And then really the third reason why people are insecure is, you know, the fear of not being perfect, not being good enough. Um, and again, I think these last two tie together because are you really, are you, are you scared of not being good enough for you or is it for other people? And I can tell you my, my peers my friends, I really don't care how they judge me, you know, outside of my professional work actions because I, I'm confident enough. I know that I work hard and I know I make ethical decisions, but I always make decisions to the best of my ability, taking as many things as I can possibly, you know, tie into it in mind to make the most educated decisions all the time. I'm always a hard worker. So if those people think that I'm like, a dirt bag for driving, you know, like my, my little Subaru, that's fine. I, I don't drive a Lexus. I don't drive a fancy car. But if they judge me for driving, you know, a, a less than luxury car, I really don't care because 
I work hard, I do well at my job, and that's what's important to me. And if they if they choose to to dislike me or form their own judgments based on something menial like that or how I dress or something like that, that's on them. I'm not going to give them the power over me and you know try to change what I'm doing just to appease other people. So the fear of um, not fitting in uh, or being the fear of being evaluated by others, the fear of you know, this perfectionism, not being good enough, and, you know, you're insecure based on recent failure or rejection. Those are the big three that uh, that I think really play into why people are insecure. So what can you do to become more confident and, in turn, a more effective leader? Because to be a an effective leader, you do need to have a degree of confidence. You just have to be... I challenge you to find a a really good leader, not a manager, an actual leader, someone that you hold in high regards and, you know, think of if that person is confident or not. And I can tell you probably nine times out of 10, uh, that person is confident, at least in his or her job, maybe outside of work, not so confident, but in his or her job, that person is probably a confident person. So how do you really push through those self-limiting beliefs? I mean, Think of like when you're a kid, you, when I was a kid, I wanted to be, well, I was going to say an astronaut because I did want to be an astronaut. But before that, I, my parents, uh, my grandparents would, my grandmother specifically would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she was, you know, uh, an Italian, her, her family immigrated here. I think she was one of the first of her immediate family born in the United States. And I told her I wanted to be the Pope. So I went back and forth in my childhood wanting to be the Pope or an astronaut. So why, why do kids dream big? And then as we grow up and become adults, you know, our, our dreams just get smaller and smaller and smaller. Why, why is that? I mean, granted, we don't, we're immature, we're, we're young kids, we haven't experienced much of life yet, but I mean, I really, I could have been an astronaut if I wanted to. The Pope, not so much, but I, I could have been an astronaut if I wanted to. So what happens? Well, outside of reality, I mean... It would have been a lot harder of a path than what I'm currently on, but I absolutely could have been an astronaut. What changes? Uh, people, oftentimes people impact your beliefs and really, really bring you down and they'll give you a hundred reasons why you cannot do something. And we're just kind of surrounded by all this negativity all the time. It's just, it's natural. People who, oftentimes people who see a lot of potential and big dreams in people who don't have them themselves want to bring those people down to their level because they're jealous they're insecure about themselves, so they want to try to make someone else insecure and bring that person back down to their level. So another reason is cut the negativity out of your life. I mean, there's lots of negative people out there. Really reevaluate your close friends. Sometimes even family is really, really negative, and you just have to get rid of those people. Get those people out of your life because they're not doing anything productive for you. They're just bringing you down, so cut them out. Talk to them about it. If they're not going to change, if they say they're going to change and you see their actions not going anywhere, just get rid of them. You can find better, more driven and positive people to put in their place very, very easily, a lot easier than you think. Another way to be more self-positive, and these uh, the list I'm going through here is from an article I found on success.com. So while I'm not completely original with coming up with these, they are from, I have to, I want to give the article credit success.com. I'm kind of giving my own twist on them. But the second one that it says is don't confuse memory with facts. So 
think of like two people going through the exact same thing and you know you ask them about it a week a month later to rehash what happened and you get two different stories or two slightly different stories anyway why is that well that's because we remember things differently and and we remember things in ways that make sense to us that's just how our brain works to kind of compartmentalize and process everything we we do our best to make sense of everything around us and we're all individuals our brains work differently so based on our previous experiences education stuff like that our brains just work differently that's just how we are so that's how you can have two different people who went through the same exact thing you know have a different memory of it and tell the story differently uh, so why is this important why does, why does this make you a more confident why can this make you a more confident leader or um, you know give you more confidence Get the facts. When you go through something that was maybe negative, you just you have your own memory of what happened. And it might not be the whole entire truth. You might just, your brain might be seeing things how you want to see them. If you tend to be more of a pessimist, your brain will, will just make those things appear worse than they are. So get someone else's point of view. So maybe someone who was there. If you bomb an interview, maybe... Talk to the person who interviewed you and didn't offer you the job and ask them things that you could have improved on or things that you did well on. Uh, any any other situation, if, if you're going through it with someone else, ask them their opinion of it. Granted, it's their opinion, but if, if you're feeling really down about something, uh, get their opinion of it. Maybe you're missing a lot of the positives. Maybe you're not. Maybe you can hunt the good stuff. There's probably good stuff there. In every negative experience, there's always good stuff there. There's always learning opportunities so again, ask someone else and, um, you know, get the facts. Maybe there's some facts that you're missing that uh, somebody talks to you about and you're like, oh yeah, you know what? That did happen. That was good. So talk to someone else, get the facts. Something else, another topic, a ways to increase your confidence is really, really easy. Talk positively to yourself. Uh, some people, when they wake up in the morning, you know, shower, shave, do the other stuff, Look in the mirror and just say a couple really nice, positive, uplifting, uplifting words to yourself. That does a lot. I mean, it takes almost no time at all. Just look yourself in the mirror, tell yourself you're really going to tackle the day, and then go out and get after it and execute your day. Really, if, there's a lot of awesome, motivating YouTube videos out there. I found this awesome channel um, called like Motivation Nation or something like that, and uh, it's just really a compilation of all these motivational speakers, celebrities who have you know kind of gone through some hardships early on in their lives through childhood or early adulthood and you know now they're just these huge mega stars but they tell their story and like they just motivate the crap out of me so just like go on YouTube and look at look up motivating videos and if you can't find something some kind words to say to yourself do that and I guarantee you it'll pump you up uh, another one is just think positively. I mentioned this term before, hunt the good stuff. Again, in every negative experience you go through, there's going to be at least one little nugget. It might be a tiny nugget. It might not be you know a huge piece of gold. It might just be something tiny that you did well. And either way, if you bombed something, that was a learning opportunity. So hunt the good stuff. Look at your negatives as positives. And the more positives that you can get in your life, the more confident you're going to end up being. Another way to, to increase your confidence is to remain curious. You know, this concept of lifelong learning. Always look at ways to better yourself. If you, are, if you have a certain craft or your career is in a certain field, look at ways to keep developing yourself in that field. The more knowledge you know, 
likely the more confident that you're going to be in your field and then ultimately in yourself because you will be eventually getting that way to expertise in your field. And the more knowledge you know, the better you're going to feel about it and yourself. Overcoming your self-doubt is another one. Uh, People who lack self-confidence often feel like they're at the mercy of other people. So again, if you really are putting a lot of emphasis and care onto what other people think about you, you are at the mercy of others. You know, get rid of this victim mentality. You're not a victim. You're not at the mercy of other people and their opinions. These people just have opinions. Like people that you see walking down the street, if they judge you, they're people walking down the street. They're strangers. They're not significant people in your life. Your peers at work, guess what? They're your peers. They can think what they want to think about you. They're not your boss. They're not your family. Let them think what they want to think about you. Don't be at the mercy of others. And don't have a victim mentality either. Don't give these people the power over you to control your emotions and make you think not highly of yourself because of what they're thinking. I mean, what matters is what you think about yourself because you have the ultimate power over yourself. You control your life. So don't give these people the power to do that for you. Another awesome one that we, at least personally, I often forget is to face your fears. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations so that even if you mess up, you know, maybe it's in, an, in a controlled environment, there's really, it's, it's low risk. You, you didn't ruin your career. You didn't do something drastic, but you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you would learn. Maybe it's something you're not good at. Maybe it's public speaking. Maybe you're terrified about public speaking because you're just not confident in, in your public speaking abilities. You're scared you're going to stutter, lock up, and you know maybe not even be able to say anything. So why not do that? Why not have a group of close work colleagues or you know people who you trust? Why don't you just practice and ask them if you can just stand up in front of them and you want to practice your public speaking skills and give like a five-minute presentation about something that maybe you're not a little confident, maybe you're only a little confident about, or you know, better yet, start with something that you're super confident about. Get like five people that you work with, stand up in front of them and talk about five minutes, talk for five minutes about like fly fishing, if that's something you like. And you'll be amazed, you know, if you do this like once a week, once a month or something, start changing the topics to things you're less and less familiar with. So then you're just putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations. And if you bomb, it's your friends and they're going to, if anything, even though they'll laugh at you a little bit and no, no harm, no foul. But even if it goes well, not only are you going to ex- boost your confidence extremely, they're, they're going to notice a difference, but you're going to feel so much better about talking in front of people. Maybe your friends are even going to be like, wow, you know what? Maybe I should start trying this. And you get a little group together, and this is something you practice as a group. Um, that would be awesome. But just think that when you actually have to do public speaking for real, at your job or business or church or something like that, you can tell yourself, well, I've done this. I've done this 15 times in the last six months or or month or three months that I'm comfortable enough to do it. I can stand in a bunch of people, look them in the eye and, and talk about stuff. It's not a big deal. I'm comfortable because, and I'm confident with it because I've done it so many times. So face your fears. Facing your fears is a great way to build self-confidence. And there, there's like a lot of other things, uh, just kind of on the more minor scale. And I just added these and wrote these in my notes. But like groom yourself sounds kind of stupid, right? I mean, groom yourself. If you're if you're not confident about yourself and you look in the mirror and you look like a bum, 
maybe change that to not look like a bum. Like if you have a beard, make sure it's well kept. Don't have all these scraggly hairs sticking out of your face. Make sure you have like a nice haircut. Make sure you bathe. That would be nice. I mean, if I was like this scrubby, gross smelling guy, I, I wouldn't be too self-confident. So, so put a little bit into your presentation of how you look. Now, I'm not saying go out and buy like a whole new wardrobe. I'm talking about like basic stuff. Groom yourself. Clean your ears out. Look presentable with what you can control like your body. Got it? Good. Number two is dress nicely. And again, I'm not saying go out and buy like a, an Armani suit or something. Dress nicely. Whatever you have in your closet right now, pick out like one thing that looks nice, one pair of pants that looks nice, one shirt that looks nice, and maybe iron them. That would be a good start to dressing nicely. No extra cost to you, maybe buying an iron if you don't have an iron, but dress nicely. If you work in a business casual or somewhat professional environment, think about it. What you're wearing says a decent amount about you. Not saying it's all about you, but I care about what I do at my job, so I want to look presentable. I want to I want to fit the role for which I am working in. So I'm going to make sure I look professional, well-groomed, and, you know, like someone can trust me to to accomplish some stuff. So dress nicely, not lavishly, but nicely. And the third little thing I tidbit I added in here was prepare. So I hit this in my job interviewing episode, but prepare. You are more confident in stuff for which you practice and prepare for. So like public speaking, if you you know you stink at that and you're scared of it, just do it. The only way you're going to get more comfortable and confident and better at it is by doing it. Repetitions over and over again will build confidence, especially if it's something that you are not good at or an ability for which you're you're a little weak in. Prepare and practice. Practicing is part of preparing, so prepare. And just some other random points in here. I just kind of went trying to read my chicken scratch uh, notes here, but know your principles and, and live by them. So whether that's the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. Be confident, be so confident in what you stand for that you, you don't care if people judge you for it. So my, if I were to come up with one on the spot here, my principles are to work hard and love my family. And that's, that's like my little tagline. You know, well, what can you tell me about Ian? Well, I can tell you that he is an extremely hard worker and he loves his family. And if I ask him to do anything outside of that or any actions that will compromise those things, he's not going to do it. So I'm going to be extremely confident in who I am because that's what I stand for. That's my rock. That's my foundation. I make that known to me and eventually other people are going to know that, that they know and they expect that I will not act outside of those things. So I am more confident in that people know who I am and I know who I am and, and that's what it is. I'm not going to budge on those things. Focus on solutions is another one that I've come up with. If, if you're going to bring me a problem and I'm your manager and leader, I want to hear like at least two solutions on how to fix it. If you bring me problems and no solutions, I'm going to tell you to figure something out and come back with me and we'll talk about it and whether I think that's the right way to go. So same for yourself. If you, if your problem is you stink at public speaking, work on solutions, work on ways to get better at it. And I mentioned a few in here, uh, whether it's, I don't know, you can take any, any other example. Maybe it's like, say, for whatever reason, archery came to my mind. If you know you stink at archery, focus on ways to get better, better at it. Maybe you take a class, 
Maybe you, you look at some YouTube videos on different archery techniques. I don't know, but focus on solutions. If you focus on the problem, that's all you're going to see and you're not going to get anywhere or get better. So if you see the problem, you identify the problem, start looking at little, little ways to get better at it, little solutions. Think if you're chopping down a tree, um, you know, you're not going to get it down with one X swing. Every, every solution you identify is an X swing into that tree. And the more solutions you come up with, the, the more solid and the more of a like blunt force trauma you're going to give to the tree. And then you're going to fix your problem. You're going to overcome your problem and you're going to be a better person for it. You're going to be more confident for it because you had to use some critical thinking to overcome this and you, know, you did it. So yeah, what, what a better way to build confidence than to overcome problems by looking at solutions and brainstorming creative solutions on how to do it. And then really the final point I want to talk about is um, just not caring what other people think of you. And I told you who you should care about, what other people think of you. And those are like your, your direct supervisor and your family. But I mean, like, just don't care about what the average person thinks about you. If they have no control over your life, don't give them that control over your life. Don't give them the power to do that. I mean, we all have flaws, right? So if people are going to judge us for those, whatever, don't listen to it. What we need to do is when we have flaws, we need to be self-aware enough to identify those flaws and then work to change it if it's something that we want to change. Maybe it's not something we want to change or maybe it's not even a flaw. Maybe other people see it as a flaw and I'm looking at it, oh no, that's not a flaw. That's actually a good personality trait. And just be firm in who you are and what you believe in and your principles that you live by. And if someone's unhappy with those and you're being an ethical, honest person, don't change. Don't care what people think about you if they're judging you for stuff that you know is true and right, don't give them that power of you. And I, I kind of, just to wrap this up, I thought of this really interesting kind of, I, I like bar graph, I like uh, like graphs and stuff for whatever reason. So I kind of drew this here and just try to explain it to you visually and walk you through it. My wife saw me writing this down and laughed at me and I don't blame her because I am a weird guy, but just think of like this line graph. So you have two axes, the one going up and down. So your vertical axes is is a is a how much you care what others think of you scale. And the horizontal axis is your age. So I started like at five all the way up to 60. So when you're like five years old, like you're really, you're so young and naive and everything is just so great being a kid. You really don't care what other people think of you. I mean, I wanted to be the Pope. You laughed at me back then for wanting to be the Pope. Like I didn't care. I was a kid. I was dreaming big. And then slowly at like from five years old, maybe to eight years old, you're really, you're very low on the caring what other people think about you meter. And then you hit like 11 and it starts going up a little bit as you get into adolescence. And then like 14 to 18, the thing, like the line just goes completely vertical almost. And you really, really care a lot about what others think of you. And you, know, you graduate college and often a lot of people are just fixated on what other people think of them. And so 18 to probably college, you still, it's still creeping up, creeping up. you still are caring more and more what other people think about you. You know, people are saying, why are you studying that in college? You're not going to be able to get a job with that degree. What are you doing? Are you an idiot? And it keeps going up, keeps going up till you graduate around 22, 23. And now you're out in the real world and you're looking to make a good first impression and kind of establish your career and you really like, oh my gosh, what I care what everybody's thinking about me because, you know, I'm, I'm inexperienced. I don't know. Everybody's opinions have to be 
more, more than I know because you know, I've only been here for such a short amount of time. So yeah, I care what they think. So it's going up and up and up. And then maybe when you hit about 30, you know, you have about five years, maybe eight years, if you're lucky of working at a job and a career, you hit 30 and I can speak to this. It just kind of levels out. Like I really, I'm at the point where I really don't care what a lot of people think about me. And you know, maybe from 30 to 40, maybe the line kind of levels out on the, what other people think of me meter. And then, you know, 50 maybe starts going down a little bit because you're maybe in a professional job or trade where you've been working for the last 10 or 15 years and you know what right looks like. And you don't care if other people judge you because you know what you're doing. And, you know, these other people have no influence on you, so I don't care what they think. And then I would say the line stays, you know, going a little bit. The slope is just going downwards a little bit, a little bit. And then when you hit like 60 and you're looking to start retire, I mean, that thing just drops off a cliff. You really do not care what others think about you. You see retirement in like the future. You're just like putting your hand out there trying to grab it. You're so close and you do not care what other people think about you. You just want to, you've worked a long life up to this point or maybe in a couple years, if you add a couple five to eight years onto 60, you've worked a long, hard life. And you just want to relax and take it easy. So you don't care what other people think about you. And, you know, some people, maybe they could retire at this point. And if you really have no, no financial strings attached to anything, you really don't care what people think about you. So just think about it from childhood. And then at the kind of near the end of our lives, as we're done working, we don't care what people think about us. And those two snippets of this graph, why between teen being a teenager and like, 30 or our mid 30s why do we care so much about what others think about us why why do we give others the power over us that we're that often people oftentimes people change their personalities or change completely as people you know I, why is that i leave you with that something to think on and um you know i can tell you through the last 10 years or so this personal journey i've been on i've become a lot more confident in who i am And if you want to, if self-confidence is something that you're struggling with and you're really not going to your next level as a leader because of it, please check me out on highhopesinitiative.com. Contact me and I'd love to talk to you about it. All right. So that wraps up our episode about confidence. I hope that you found it beneficial. I hope you took away some key little things from it that you can work on in your personal lives or professional lives. And, you know, thank you so much again for checking me out. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you've done that and you're looking for something else to do because this is just such an awesome podcast, please tell a friend about it. I think by the time I'm recording this episode, I have like 15 views on the podcast. That's huge. 15 views, one five. Yeah, I'm super pumped about that. Never done any podcasting before in my life before this, so... I mean, heck, if I would have gotten one view and recorded six episodes, that would have been awesome. That means somebody else other than me listened to these things. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast. The website is live, highhopesinitiative.com. On the homepage, if you want to just chat with me, I'm going to give everybody who clicks that a free 30 days of coaching with me one-on-one. You can call me anytime help you with anything that you want related to leadership or personal development. I hope that you take me up on that offer. I would love to talk to you guys. And uh, that's all I have to say. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast and I'll see you next time.